My heart feels full today as we welcome one of the most important and influential humans in my life. Ellie Warren has been my BFF since the first grade, and she is here today to chat about her world-famous bridal salon, her husband's world-famous barbecue restaurant, and the world-famous chef who created her wedding menu. As an honorary Ashley sister, Ellie was around for lots of meals with our family, but her very own dinner table was something quite extraordinary. From countless Tex-Mex vomit fests to our crazy topless 20s, we are celebrating this VIP's birthday with no holds barred. And for those of you who think Whitney's the wilder sister, well, your minds could be changed today. Hold on to your shirt because it might just be blown off after hearing this. Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis, eat this. Woohoo! Yep. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. What's it going on? Lots, but I just realized this is kind of like our first evening intro recording. Gosh, you're right. It's been, um, (laughs) it's always during the morning. God, you're right. Now I feel bad. I should go down and make myself a martini. I just, uh, I think I should. All right. Should we pause and let's pause. Get one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Okay. We're back. You got your martini. I got my martini with my blue cheese olives. Yep. I'm good to go. Cheers. Cheers, sis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was good going down. Oh, yeah. So much to talk about. But um, <laughs> I just wanted to ask you if how long it took before mom complained about uh, daylight savings change time to you. Oh, yesterday. Oh, already. She complained because it was Lance's birthday yesterday. Yeah. So we had a few people over for dinner. She's like, I'm just so out of it. I, I just, I can't deal with this daylight savings every damn year. Why can't they just get on the same program? Why do we have to switch it up? I don't get it. I mean, twice a year, every year for our entire life. I just wait for it. I just wait for it. It's like, I just can't deal with this. I am exhausted. I just can't. She's, she must have a very uh, sensitive circadian rhythm. You know, it's very I easily guess. disrupted because while I am too tired, you know, it doesn't like fuck me up as much as, you know, I would <laughs> I say it does mom. Do you know what I mean? Like I kind of roll with it. And, and it goes on for like a week. Yeah, like she gets really angry about daylight savings. And she she said the same thing to me. She's like, they keep saying they're going to change it. Now, when's that going to happen? You know, I don't know, mom. I really hope for your sake it does. I hope for our sake it does. <laughs> but then, she, then she's also like, well, I mean, the dog, she's waking up early, too, because she's on the right, same right. time savings. I don't know how to get her on the same program, too. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I thought, oh, my God, it's so bright outside. This is great. I I can wake up easier. You know, it's not pitch black outside. Yeah, I agree. I hate it, though. I hate it when it's too dark outside. Well, I cut the bejesus out of my thumb today. Slice. I was uh, chopping some parsley for my salad for lunch and I just cut it so bad. And Reagan was home from school because she didn't have school today. And I was like, <gasps> 
And she heard it from upstairs and she was like screaming, did you catch yourself? <laughs> She's heard that wheeze before. I'm like, you know, she goes, let me see how bad it is. I'm like, no, I'm fine. Like, Do you need stitches? And I'm like, probably, but I'm just going to tape it up. <laughs> like I, I, I probably do need stitches, but you Ooh, know what? Really? Who has time? Well, I mean, get some glue. She's like, how much did you, yeah. How much of your finger did you cut off? And I'm like, not as much as last time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was just such a dumb mistake. I was just chopping parsley for my stupid lunch salad. Yeah, you, know? you weren't paying attention. You were just like, whatever. Those new knives. So good. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I was making Lance a coffee this morning and I spilled the milk and I was like, oh, oh. And he comes running in. He goes, well, that didn't sound like you hurt yourself. It sounds more like a spill. <laughs> <laughs> so they know our noises. That's so funny. It's so true. And I was like, yes, I just spilled milk all over the floor, but there's no uh, use well, crying all over cry. it. <laughs> yeah, don't cry over that. Oh, it was man. so funny. I mean, speaking of mom, though, has your relationship turned into at least my communication with her? Maybe because I live, a, you know, so far away, but... I just get text messages from Instagram all day long. Well, she sends them to both of us. Oh, right. You're on that chain yeah. too. Sometimes you are, sometimes you're not, but there's no commentary really. It's just like a, and there's some really good food ideas there, but it just, I'm just concerned for the amount of time she's spending on Instagram a day. You know what I mean? I want to go into her Instagram. You know how you can look up how many hours you spend? We might need to put a restriction on her. I don't want her brain to rot. She should be playing Sudoku or something. Well, she plays Mahjong now. Okay, well, maybe she needs to play a little more often. I'm just saying there's a lot of Instagram links coming through. We might need to put like the child lock on it, you know, where you're, you can only look <laughs> at it for an hour a day. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the recipes she sends. And oh, no, they're actually really good. It's worth she's it. She's actually, maybe she's like our researcher, you know, she can, oh, she yeah. can find guests. She's always talking about the guests we need to have on. That she's yeah, she's like reaching out to Martha Stewart, Instagramming, oh messaging I her. <laughs> I know. We actually maybe just need to be more targeted with our asks for what she does for us, you know? I guess so. We should give her a list. Well, how was Lance's birthday party? Oh, it was really nice. We just had a few friends over and I really wanted Lance to smoke like a chicken or something like that. And he's like, I don't want to get into all that. I'm like, okay, cool. So hold on. You wanted him to smoke some meat on his birthday. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because you know, <laughs> he really likes to cook too. And he's really good at it, but yeah. he didn't want to go through all that trouble. But one of his go-to dishes is the pioneer woman, Reed Drummond, spicy Dr. Pepper shredded pork. Mm. It's really easy. And it's, just in like a Dutch oven. It's like onion. You get like a pork shoulder, pork butt is what they call it. Chipotle peppers and adobo, Dr. Pepper and brown sugar. And you let it just bad can that be? slow and low. Says. So we yeah. went out on Saturday and we just put it in the oven and came back and it was ready. What do you do? Serve it with tacos or on little buns or? Yeah. So we got slider buns. I also made a Hawaiian barbecue chicken. Mm -hmm. So it's just like barbecue sauce and then you do crushed pineapples in it. And I added some yellow mustard and some onion. Yum. And your slow cooker? Yes. My Instapot right now is broken. I don't know. It's not sealing properly. So uh -uh. I just, but it also functions as a slow cooker. So I did it through mm -hmm. that. So we just got slider buns. We did that. I made um, uh, Marcella Valladolid's quinoa ceviche. 
Oh yeah. Tell us our audience about that. Cause that's a good one. God, it's good. Her new cookbook is out called Familia and it's all the different recipes that she's made during COVID when she hosted these like cooking classes. Mom and I took a couple of them. It's basically quinoa. And then you mix in almost like pico de gallo, like chopped tomatoes, white onion, serranos, cilantro, lime juice, olive oil. It's delicious. Did people love it? Yeah, they really did. And then I think the highlight though was our friend um, Elise and Arturo. Arturo is a great, great cook. And he made these two different salsas. And one was like a poblano with goat cheese mixed into it. Ooh, wow. That sounds incredible. It was so good. And then the was other- it green? Yep, they were both green. And then the other one was more of like a vinegary, really spicy. Okay. Like with jalapenos and with um, tomatillos. It was great. Oh my God, that sounds so good. So people were just going nuts over it. It was so good. That sounds amazing. And then mama really saved the day because I called her the day before and I'm like, I don't know what Lance wants to do for his dessert. He said he wants cheesecake. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to make a cheesecake? And so she's like, well, I got a cheesecake. I got that Heath Bar cheesecake that I made a couple months ago that we were going to make and eat. And I mean, I didn't do it and I put it in the freezer. And I'm like, oh, perfect. It was already made or just part of it? It was already made. Yeah. No, it was already made. She had to put some like drizzly ganache thing on it and it was delicious. Wow. I mean, can't be mad at a Heath Bar cheesecake. Oh, it was so good. Well, I'll keep this brief, but my food extravaganza this weekend happened at Osteria Mozart, Nancy Silverton's restaurant in Hollywood. So... For our listeners who don't know, Nancy Silverton is probably the most famous chef in Los Angeles. She created the La Brea Bakery and is known for many restaurants around town. Her restaurant, Osteria Mozza in Hollywood, is this incredible pasta restaurant. And um, I we had a Heather McMahon tickets yes. on um, the comedian Heather McMahon, who also has a hilarious podcast. Absolutely not. It's the podcast. We love Heather. So, but it's close to the Pantages Theater. So uh, my friend, Miss Ashley, we went for dinner and I'll just tell you, it was just off the chain, this restaurant. It was, I mean, I haven't been since our uh, engagement party. That's Jason and I had our engagement party at Osteria Moza. Yes. Okay. The starter was uh, a trio, like um, it was basically a piece of huge piece of fresh mozzarella. And then she had four dipping sauces with it. You know what I'm talking about, yes, right? It's so fun. Pesto, Romanesco sauce, uh, this caperberry sauce and an olive tapenade with grilled olive oily bread. And then you, I mean, it was just Ugh, like, that could have been my right whole now. meal. It was so good. And that caperberry sauce, which is like big fat caperberries, like thinly sliced, probably like on a mandolin. So good. And then, um, the highlight for me, the entree, this Branzino with, okay, so it was like it just a simple, you know, grilled Branzino, but what she put on top was just fresh herbs, just every kind of fresh herb you can make, mint, basil, parsley, chives, all of it mixed together. And it had a fish sauce. Like the Asian fish sauce? Yes. Hmm. So it was like a little tiny, but a tiny bit. So I could definitely taste that, but it was just so 
fresh and, and, and the seasoning was all just in the herbs and it was just unreal. It was so good. Everything about it was just spot on. And if you haven't been to LA or you haven't been there before, you got to go, you got to make it a stop because it's phenomenal. Yes. And she just came out with a new cookbook or it's coming out. The cookie that changed my life. The cookie that changed my life. Exactly. So props to Nancy. She's doing an incredible job over there and uh, it's not to be missed. Do you remember we actually took mama there for Mother's Day one day? Yes, we did. That's right. I remember the mozzarella bar kind of thing. The server was telling me that her dream was to have like, it's almost like a pizza bar where you can like put your toppings on your pizza, right. but it was just a piece of mozzarella. And then you have all these beautiful accoutrements that you can dip your mozzarella in. That's Amazing. We should go when I'm there next week. Let's go. So Court, I need to, I need to talk to you about something. Okay. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You told me that you were teaching Vivi about the state capitals and that you used a song as a reference for her to get to know some state capitals. And it was Tyler Childers, who we absolutely love his song, Charleston Girl. Right. Which is about a girl in Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm a little concerned. Okay. Because of the <laughs> lyrics. Content of that song. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to read a couple of them. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's the wine or the Coke that makes her sound like her jaw is broke. <laughs> I wish to God that I could get away, but I'm way too drunk to drive. <laughs> All I know is that when I'm good and sober, I'm leaving West Virginia for a while. Well, she will never forget Charleston, West Virginia, <laughs> will she? <laughs> Pat on my back. You told me that. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I started to sing the song in my mind. I was like, oh, my God, I do not think this is appropriate. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Two years ago when Reagan was going through it, I, she was having trouble with Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I remember the Garth Brooks song, oh, yeah, you know, Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, you know, and so I played the song for her and she never forgot it. So <laughs> she was having trouble with Charleston, West Virginia. And I just thought <laughs> the song that came to mind and I played it and I love that song. I really love that song. <laughs> I was telling Lance about that. And he was like, oh, my God. So inappropriate. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say on Mom of the Year, but I went to her conference last week and she has an A in geography. So, you know, dream on me. Well, as long as she's not walking through her school singing, I don't know if it's the wine or the coke that makes her sound like her jaw is broke. <laughs> She's not. Oh, you're right. Shame on me. Sorry. I'll be more careful in my song selection. I mean, you might want to run them by me. I'm just saying. Okay. You know, I'm <laughs> a whiz when it comes to lyrics, and I don't think you might have realized what was in that song. You know what? That's the problem. I don't ever pay attention to the lyrics. I just pay attention to the melody. Oh, God. Well, I laughed. Whitney, I think we need to introduce our guest today because she's a very special lady. She is. She is another sister. She basically could be an Ashley. She really could be. And uh, 
I feel so blessed to introduce to our audience my best friend since six years old. And yeah, she's like Whitney's big sister. Totally. And uh, yeah, and she's uh, a local Dallas celebrity. You'll hear all about it on the podcast, but she um, is married to... Uh, Brent Harmon, who was also on our podcast a few episodes ago, who owns Sonny Brian's barbecue restaurants in Texas. And he is a restaurateur. And um, she and I have shared and Whitney too, so many meals together that it just was appropriate that she come on. Hey, sis, and talk about the memories of us eating and around her big dinner table growing up and everything in between. She's an incredible person. She's just uh, my touchstone and couldn't be more excited to share with all of you this wonderful woman. Yeah, she's one of the funniest people I know. I can't wait for our audience to learn more about our bestie, our sister, Ellie Warren. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. I'm so extra excited about this episode today. I know you don't like when I say excited, but I'm like <laughs> really excited about this episode. As I have said in a previous episode, this woman mm-hmm. is our bestie, our sister from another mister. We couldn't love her more. She's kind of a Dallas celebrity. She is a Dallas celebrity. Yeah. And she's pretty much... A Ashley sister Mm -hmm. without the last name. Tell our audience who she is. Okay, I will. Ellie Warren, welcome to Hey Sis, Eat This. Oh my God, I couldn't be possibly more excited to be part of this podcast because you girls are fucking killing it. And I'm so glad that I'm here and I get to be a part of it. The reason Ellie is a Dallas celebrity, she owns the premier bridal salon in Dallas called- I mean, I would say Texas. Yeah. Well, actually, you're right. Texas. We might just go- The world. The world. Right. That's right. People fly in from all over the country. The world. Oh, Mexico. Mexico. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Celebs. She's got Vera Wang. She's got Monique Lulier. She's got all the biggest designers- But in addition to all of these fancy designers that she has in her huge, gorgeous bridal salon, Ellie and I met in first grade when we were five or six years old. And I remember distinctly looking across the little classroom and I saw this cute little girl and I'm just going to say spiritual. Like I remember like seeing you and being like, I want to be friends with her. It was like, if I remember it, like there's like a halo around you. We have literally been best friends for... 40 plus years. There's just no person that Whitney and I could want more on this podcast. So welcome, Ellie, with all of that. That's a big introduction. That's the greatest introduction ever. Thank you. I mean, I'm just over the moon to be on this podcast. You girls are everything to me. I mean, really, it's not it's not a friendship. It's a sisterhood. It's a family. It's totally it's everything. Seriously. Well, I mean, we do life together and because we've done life together and we've have so many shared meals and we've cooked with each other and for each other, me more than you. I've cooked more for (laughs) you than you have for me. I do not cook. But it only makes sense that we have you on, Hasis, because so many of our most important memories in life uh, are around food and they involve you. So excited to talk about those things today. Hallelujah. I'm here. Yes. So... 
Courtney and I were both Warren Barone brides. Yes, you were. That's right. Incredible experience. So like, what is it like for a typical bride at your shop? Okay. So the mantra of the store is for every bride to feel as though they are our only bride. Mm. I love that. Beautiful. Yes. So because that's how I would want to feel. So I want to make sure that anybody that comes into the store has the experience that I would want to have. And they come into the store. We have these incredible salespeople and myself and Cecilia Barone, who also owns the store with me. And we give them our full attention for however long it takes. And um, however many times they need to come back to make the choice. You know, we try to make them feel like a celebrity, like we would want to feel. Yes. Yeah. I know because I know you and I've been through the experience, but you often serve like little delicacies or champagne or drinks. Tell us about the food and beverage aspect of your business. We just moved to a new space. Uh, it's on Lover's Which Lane. Which is beautiful, by the way. It is quite epic. I have to say that. This space really gives itself to having food and really great cocktails. Right. You have like a whole bar. Yeah, we have a bar. Oh, you have a bar. (laughs) We have a really (laughs) lovely bar and we're like mixologists now. Oh my God, I love it. custom cocktails for every Saturday. It might be like bridal juice or um, spicy margaritas. That's really cool. So we like to get the customers a little bit drunk. That helps, you know, ease the angst. $15,000 price tag. Exactly. (laughs) It's fun. I mean like, Oh my God, there's crazy past stories. Every day is something different, but like, there's these people that come in that become your best friends and we have repeat brides because they might've gotten a divorce (laughs) and then they come back because they had such a good experience. (laughs) We were wondering about that. I want to go back to your wedding because you were a bride once your own very Warren Barone bride. And because your family or your husband and who we had on the podcast a few weeks ago, Brent, who's incredible and is a restaurateur and owns Sunny Brian's Barbecue in Dallas. You had a pretty well-known chef do the menu for your wedding, Dean Faring, who he talks about on the podcast. Will you elaborate a little bit on that? Yes. Okay. So the, the wedding really was a full circle event because Brent and I met on a blind date. The blind date was set up by the banker that gave me the loan for the store um, initially. Uh, And we became friends and he was like, I think I have this guy that I think you'd like, but you know, I mean, he's getting a divorce and uh, I mean, he's got two kids. I don't know. I mean, is that something you'd be into? And I was like, I mean... It's not ideal, but I will meet him. I'll check it out. So he gave Brent my number. One day I was not feeling well and I went home early and Cecilia was at the store and he walked in and said, you know, are you Ellie? And she actually happened to be like eight months pregnant. And she's like, "Um, no, I'm not Ellie. No, actually I'm not Ellie. Anyway, so long story short, we set up a, a, a date and we go and we actually, we had lunch at the original Sunny Brian's in oh, um, you 
Yes. In the school desks, I might add. Um, yes. And I was wearing white jeans, I remember. Ooh. Yes. And I was like, God damn, don't spill this sauce Barbecue on these fucking jeans, you know? <laughs> then we have lunch and we have a really good time. And he's like, what are you doing the rest of the day? And I was like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not where he was the day that I was like taking off at the store. And I was like, what are you doing? Why don't you play hooky? And then we decided that we wanted to go swimming. So um, he was like, you know what? The thing is, I know Dean Faring and he has a restaurant, you know, at the Ritz. And so we should go there and I bet he can get us up to the pool. That's a real sexy power move right there. Oh, yeah. We went to Fearings and he and Dean was there and he gave us drinks and then he was like, absolutely, let's go up to up upstairs and we went to the pool. Dean kept like sending us all these drinks and, you know, appetizers and all these things. And we had our first kiss in the pool Ooh. at the Ritz. That's where you got married. We either were going to have like a thousand person wedding or we we're going to have a small wedding and a really big honeymoon. That was our choice. And so we decided to do the small wedding and the really fucking big honeymoon. And I think that was like the move because you had a small wedding, you were able to make the most incredible menu and the food was the best food that I've ever had at any wedding. And I still talk. Yeah, because there was only what, 60 people or something. Yeah, 68 people. Right. Yeah. So the the dish to our listeners that stands out to me, because I still think about it to this day was a bison filet. And I remember looking at the menu being like a bison filet. Okay. And I dream about it to this day. I mean, Dean can cook. Yeah, you know he can what I'm cook. He can that mf can cook. And he was there and he was, t I mean, it was pretty poetic. Do you realize how cool that is that you have like a world famous chef that did your wedding? Yes. Yeah. I, I recognize that. Pretty fully, amazing. 100%. Yes. Ellie, you spent the night at our house pretty much every weekend. So what are your memories of dining with the Ashley family? So one strong memory I have is your family loves the restaurant Mia's in Dallas. We're Tex-Mex addicts. Yeah, Tex-Mex every Friday. They truly are Tex-Mex addicts. And so I just really, really wanted to be with you guys. So <laughs> I just always went to Mia's, even though literally every time I ate Mia's at like two or three o'clock in the morning, there was a big giant vomit fest. Oh my God. A hundred percent. There's something in the food. It's the salsa. Cause Mia's is an institution and everyone loves Mia's, but I think it's the something in the salsa that did not, does not agree with Ellie. But it's so hard when it's just right there. It's so fucking good too. But it was like every Saturday morning from ages like nine to 19, she'd be like, Oh, it was not a good night. Some nights were uglier than others. That's all I'm going to say. But that's your memory of dining with the Ashleys. <laughs> yes. And I would go because I love you guys so much and your mom and dad are so fun. And like the whole, I mean, that restaurant's so fun. And it was just really, you know, the experience was um, not something to be missed, honestly. Well, I have so many fond memories of having family dinners at your house. 
um, I remember our very first play date, your mother, when we were like in first grade, I sat down with you and your brothers and your mom and dad. I don't remember what we ate, but I remember like eating at your, at the Warren family table was definitely a consistent thing in my childhood. So your mom is incredible. Like a second mom to me. Tell us a little bit about Jeannie. She was a power attorney and she cooked dinner every night. I mean, she is a force to be reckoned with. That is a certainty. So my mom is an attorney. Um, she doesn't practice anymore, but she, because she's 80, but um, she was like, so she was one of very few women in her mm-hmm. UT law school class. And that's where she met my dad, who's also an attorney. She's sort of like this can do anything sort of mom. And she's such a brilliant, she's so smart. Um, with math and with the world and with, she's such a great listener and she's just like the mom that anybody and everybody would dream of. And mm-hmm. I somehow got so lucky you to are get, lucky. um, and she cooked dinner her. every night. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, my dad demanded it. I have <laughs> to tell you that. <laughs> and I think he started thinking about it. Um, when he, his eyes popped open, he's like, what's for dinner, Jeannie? What's for dinner? Right. But dinner was about the family of it all and the sitting around the table. And we always had dinner around the table. But my house. okay, so I have two older brothers, um, much older, six and eight years older. But I mean, so it's kind of like you and Whitney in a way. But our house was the house. Right. So there was always just so many boys in the house, which was really fun. And I always had crushes on all the boys. So did I. Yes, we had many crushes. Anyway, so there was an endless seats at this table. I mean, anybody that was there was welcome. Right. And there was always enough food. And there was always conversation and debate. And I think the most important thing I would take away from my family dinners, which happened nightly, is um, the conversation. And the fact that um, the conversation needed to be a full like circle. Um, my dad demanded that we not look at one side of an argument, that we look at all sides of the argument. So even if he didn't agree with what he didn't just take his point of view, he wanted to take the, or he wanted one of us to take the other point of view so that we could really understand whatever issue we were discussing and, um, see all sides of it. Such a lawyer's take such a lawyer's take. I want to chime in here because I have a very distinct memory. So Ellie's father passed away several years ago of ALS and it was tragic because of course he was an incredible man. And I will tell you that I have a memory, a very distinct memory. This is the last meal that I had with your parents sitting around a dining room table. It was one night when your business partner, Cecilia, who's a fabulous cook, Yes, made chili rellenos. And I was in town from LA. Mom was there because mom's friends with Ellie's mom. And this was in the 2000s, some early 2000s, and Obama was running for president. But Ellie is 100% right that there was a lively debate over Obama running for presidency, but it was friendly. 
Right. And it wasn't contentious. And everybody was talking about their opinion and nobody got pissed off and left. But your parents fostered this beautiful, open dialogue, political dialogue. Always. Around food at your dining room table. That's amazing. And it was an amazing, I, I just remember, I will never forget that dinner. And your father was at the head of the table. And my mom is at the other head of the table, yep. by the way. Yep. So there's there was two. It's not like there was dads no. at one head. No, no, no. Your mom, mom kept mom him on his toes. Oh my God. You know? Your mother so kept him on his toes. They were a true partnership. Right. For and sure. Yeah, no, I remember specifically that like I think both you and I were very likely voting for Obama at that time. And my parents were More voting for Bush. And I my would mom imagine. Too. Yeah. Mama Ashley was Bush. Bushy baby. And we were fighting for our side and they were discussing their side. And, they're, and we they're, all were giving okay. hugs at the end of the night. Yeah. And you know, it, it's funny. I, I I think about that and and it makes me sad a little bit how much times have changed. But what I will say, having done this podcast and, and, and interviewed so many families and siblings at this point where they said, you know what? Dinner was just dinner. Like we just taught, it was a nice time for everybody to get together. I don't remember what we talked about, but the fact that you come and say it, there was always some sort of lively debate, like that's 100%. something really special and yep. really cool that yes. you can hang on to. And what an incredible memory. You have some special parents. We, oh my God. Brilliant. The greatest parents Brilliant ever. parents. I mean, absolutely brilliant. And, um, so one funny thing I'd like to add about dinner is that I tend to overdo it sometimes at dinner. And I don't know if Courtney remembers, but I, um, frequently will be seen at, uh, at our dinner table lying on the floor <laughs> with my feet up on the yeah. chair because I've overeaten or Is like had something days or this was all through my childhood and growing up and okay. all through like, Ellie's you know, always had a sensitive tummy. I got a little sensitive tummy. I mean, now it tends to be like in the middle of the night vomit situation, but back <laughs> in the day, it was that. And it was like, Oh my, I've had too much. So then, but the thing is the conversation didn't end. I would just <laughs> lie be on laying the on the floor <laughs> with my feet up on the chair that I had been sitting on and everybody else and myself from the floor continues debating and discussing whatever issue we were having. Well, L. You know, we talked about how your mom had dinner on the table every night for you and your brothers and your dad. He demanded it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a particular dish that you remember being your favorite? Well, I was thinking about this question and it's not any hate or shame to my mom. I don't have like a total standout dish. And I think it's because... My dad had a heart attack at the age of 38. And so after that, my mom had to cook from this cookbook called like the Pritikin diet. I don't know if anyone remembers this thing. Oh, yeah. It, like you can't use any salt or this or that. So it wasn't like there was like the most delicious of all dinners. Sorry, mom, I'm not trying to shame on any of your food. We all loved it. My mom liked to make like a chicken curry, which was... That's what I remember. I remember the yummy chicken curry. She did. I was asking her about it last night and she was like, yes, of course. You just put, <laughs> you do cream chicken and then you put some curry powder in it. Are you kidding? This is what I loved. It was like cream of chicken soup <laughs> with curry powder in it. 
I think it oh was. And she was like, you either serve it over rice or you serve it um, over toasted bread. <laughs> Ew. Ew. That's just can't be true. I must have been there on a rice night. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she would make really great basic things. It was always like the chicken and the vegetable and the, you know, potato or whatever. And it was always just a very balanced meal. And she always liked this to this day. She feels like you have to like add an orange slice. You know, you got to cut up some oranges or a few bananas or some strawberries. It's sort of like you have to have all the groups met. Oh, I haven't heard that one before. Did she serve dessert every night with dinner? There was always dessert. I thought so too. Okay, good. I So my memory of your dinner table, like she always had dessert. That's why I like coming over so much. Oh, there's always a dessert. Always. And my dad like loved dessert like more than anything else. So I think it was like, let's get through dinner to get to dessert. My favorite to this day, like dessert of all time is from, I, th I think it's from my grandma, but she would make this like, it's so simple. I mean, it's not anything complex, but it, it's like um, a cake, like a, just a sheet cake like a vanilla sheet cake that my grandmother would make from scratch i don't know that my mom would necessarily make that from scratch um and then she made this like chocolate sauce on the stove top somehow i don't know what goes into the chocolate sauce and so then you have the cake and then you pour this hot hmm. chocolate sauce on top of it and yeah i'm I know it sounds like nothing, but it's everything. It was, and it still is everything. I mean, if she asks me what I want for my birthday or what, you know, what's my favorite thing, what will make me feel better, whatever, I always ask her to make that. So what do you call it? The, the vanilla cake with the chocolate sauce. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Mama Jeannie would be willing to share that recipe with us? Yes. Yes. She said she will find it in her, you know, archives of, because it was in her head. She doesn't need that recipe, but she even thinks she has it that my grandmother wrote it. That's what we want. She'll have it on some like three by five index card that we can barely decipher, but we'll figure it out and put it up on the website. That sounds amazing. I just still can't get over that she would put chicken curry over white bread. Like this is unbelievable. I mean, and that we would eat that. I mean, like God almighty. Our mom never made curry. That would be, mm -hmm. she made very American dishes. So when I went to your house and I think curry was like on one of the regular rotation, it was part of the rotation, you know, yes. I remember being like, and liking it and kind of being like, this is weird that I like this because it's just so exotic. Like I said, <laughs> I must've been there on rice night. Um, yes. Oh, but God. what's making me giggle is that it was just cream of mushroom or cream of chicken, chicken. soup with... <laughs> Spice. <laughs> oh, I don't want to like, you know, put anything down that she made because we all loved it. But I mean, it wasn't some like five star chef deal. But it also seriously, like it was truly from this like Pritikin diet situation where my dad had to eat really super healthy because of his heart. And by the way, who cares if it if it's like a simple semi homemade meal if it tastes good and you know what I mean? And it creates a positive memory. It doesn't matter. Food is food. It doesn't have to be gourmet. It's the love that makes it amazing. Maybe we need to try it out next week when I'm in I LA. I think we should. It sounds easy. <laughs> sounds easy as hell. I think that like my mom has taught me that it sometimes doesn't matter what you serve, but if you're all sitting around the table, then, and you're talking and sharing your day and that's what matters, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. So we like to, as you know, because you listen to our podcast, we like to end things with some rapid fire questions. Please. What is your best advice for a bride when picking out a dress? To have an open mind because every bride, every time ends up with a dress that they thought they would never pick. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Ellie, one word to describe Whitney. Funny. Oh, that's my second funny. (laughs) One word to describe Courtney. Loving. Aww. I'll let you take this next one, Whitney. Oh, God. It's loaded. What's the worst trouble you and Courtney have ever gotten into together? I mean, it's, it's... That's not appropriate for the podcast. All right. Well, one that is 100% appropriate. appropriate. Oh my God. Um, The stories that we could tell are just so endless. It's, it's shocking. Well, one thing I can say is that Courtney was telling the story in a previous podcast. I think maybe like the first podcast about um, the night that we decided to quote, spend the night outside. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Such um, a genius idea oh, yeah. at 15. And I was thinking to myself when I'm driving in the car and listening to your podcast, like, God damn it, I was there and they didn't say anything. Um, <laughs> so it was me and Courtney who decided to quote, spend the night outside. I think and we have were the trying boys. to protect your identity and we just oh, said, right. A friend, yes. Courtney and a friend. I right. mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I didn't want to necessary. rat you out. Yeah. Oh, well, I was there and Courtney was with her, the boy and the shirt was off and <laughs> there was kissing and... <laughs> Whose and shirt was off, Courtney Cor- or his? Courtney's shirt was off. Probably both. <laughs> but, but Courtney does tend to like to take her shirt off, Whitney, you know, so that's not actually really a rare event, honestly. <laughs> she also back then was a... Com- was a member of the itty bitty titty committee. Yes, she was. She really was. So it was sort of like not a non-event, honestly, when you take the shirt off. Yeah, the boy was like, there's nothing different between you and me. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you so many stories about when Courtney took her shirt off. We could go a whole podcast to <laughs> Courtney taking her shirt off and like looking over and being like, God damn it, put your shirt on. <laughs> I think she's exaggerating. But I'm it's not good. exaggerating. Okay, I mean, I can think of like not... three just off the top of my what? head. You're crazy. No, you're, you're not, not crazy. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. God, no. Oh my God. Well, those were those days. I mean, those were back in the days before we had children and before we were married. We were wild and single. I mean, those are just different times. They were different. I mean, it's not now. The Ashleys are just naked. We're just just naked. They, you know what? You girls are naked people I and no I'm shame. not a naked person. And so, you know, but I am comfortable with your nakedness. <laughs> I am not comfortable with my own nakedness. I mean, but you guys like get dressed naked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, both of you do. I mean, there's like, it's completely naked. Every time I'm in LA, every time she's in Dallas, we both get, run around naked. We just both get, put our full faces on. I naked know. Next I mean, I know. Other. I know this our part of you guys. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> well, Ellie, I'm so excited that we are airing this episode for your birthday on your birthday week. Thank and you. I wish that I was in the same city so I could make you your 
that vanilla cake with chocolate sauce. Me too. Is your mom going to make it for you? Yeah, she's going to make it for me. Is there a special meal you want for your birthday or a restaurant you want to go to for your birthday? Not really. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, I just want to relax because I've been working so damn hard. You deserve it. You know, I say you just pour yourself a martini and you drink your birthday dinner, you know? And eat that cake. And eat that cake. A martini in that, in that white vanilla cake with the chocolate sauce. What's a better way to celebrate? I think that is actually exactly what I'm going to do. There it is. I just want to wrap this up by saying that Warren Barone Bridal is the premier bridal shop in all of North America. If you are a bride and you're listening to this, this is the place. You'll find everything you need there. It is, it is just an institution. For more information, go to warrenbarone.com. That is W-A-R-R-E-N-B-A-R-R-O-N.com. And what's your Insta handle? At Warren Barone Bridal. I will end it by saying I love both of your shows. I love all of your shows so much. Love you. All right. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com. <laughs>